Hello everyone and welcome to Club Reaction as Rangers go down one goal to nil in Portugal eh, after a, a pretty poor performance, I'm not going to lie. And I think the only real positive out of tonight is it's only one nil. Eh, I am your host Scott Carney and I'm joined by Ali Pearson. Ali, how are you? Absolutely fantastic after watching that for 90 minutes. That was... Um... It wasn't great to watch, but like you say, Carney, the only positive I'll take out of that is it's only a 1-0 defeat and we're, we're firmly within this tie for next week. Yes, we'll come to that. Uh, Scotia, how are you? Yeah, I mean, I've had better European nights this season, but like you both say there, it's it's only 1-0. It's the quarterfinals of, of a major European competition, so can't be totally disheartened when you kind of step back from that and just look at, you know, we're, we're definitely still in it, so... So-so, yeah. anyway, as it goes. I, I'm trying my hardest, mate, to come round to your way of thinking. Honestly, I promise I'm trying. Uh, Ryan Haymarsh, how are you, mate? Yes, looking forward to the next three days of the Masters, mate. Can't wait to watch it. Um, is that what we're on here for, isn't it? To talk about the Masters, though? <laughs> Need uh, to get Tommy on for that. Um, uh, Tommy's not here. I'm good, mate. I'm good. Under, underwhelmed like the rest of us, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's probably the way I feel. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I was pretty underwhelmed all day today as we were building up to the game. It didn't hit me. It really didn't come and it didn't hit me. And I was expecting it to. And it might make me unstaunch, I don't know. But it just didn't really hit me. For the for such an occasion for Rangers to be involved in, it, I just felt very flat, um, which is unfortunate. But I suppose this is a, the, the impact of, of Sunday coming on to it. And... <laughs> Looks like the impact still hitting a few. The uh, the impact from Sunday still hitting a few of the players. Look, we'll get into it. I'm going to try my hardest. I promise not to be kind of all pure negative about this, but a lot of the things tonight, I uh, I was not impressed with at all. So the team start eleven: McGregor, Tavernier, Golden, Balligan, Bassey, Jack, Lundstrom, Arfield, Kamara, Kent, and Sakala. A four-two-three-one, pretty much uh, with Kamara playing behind Sakala. Ali, your thoughts on that team? I was slightly surprised. I don't think any of us actually picked that team out of all of us no. that to pick a team. No. See what he was doing, to be honest. I think he was trying to contain Braga and, and use the pace of, of Kent and Sakala on the break. Um, so I could see his game plan. So from what the team he put out, I could see exactly what he was trying to do. Just obviously, we'll come on to what happened. But <laughs> I wasn't too disheartened by it, to be honest. You boys said Aribo shouldn't have played. I would have played Aribo, but I get why he didn't play. So I looked at that team. I thought there's pace there up front and I was reasonably happy with what it was because I don't think we've got much to pick from at the moment, to be honest. No, we probably don't. No, we probably don't. But I, I still, I don't think that was the strongest starting eleven. And I, again, there we go. My negativity lasted. My lack of negativity <laughs> lasted about thirty seconds. But I don't think that was the correct team to play. But that's just my opinion. Scotia, your thoughts on the starting eleven? Um, I was surprised with the, the starting eleven. If I'm being honest, because when I looked at it, I was like, right, what's he trying to do here? Is this going to be a 4-3-3 with Arfield out in the right, which I really don't want to see? Is it going to be a 3-5-2? And then you you messaged just before the game kicked off and went, oh, no, Kamara will be playing that wee bit further, excuse me, that wee bit further forward. And that completely went out of my mind. I'd completely forgotten about that. But I have to say, I've had the fear with Sakala playing up as the, the, Kenny, the central striker on his own, and I was a wee bit concerned with that. And then, obviously, now sitting here in retrospect, you can look at that and go, like, ah, it wasn't the right choice for him doing that. So I was slightly surprised. And as well, Ramsey wasn't on the bench. Or not 
when he was on the bench, he wasn't starting. That was like, again, what's the point of him being here? Yeah, um, Ryan, uh, shot, uh, sorry, even, uh, your thoughts on uh, Tiger Woods' uh, second shot on the fourth, mate, today? Well, he's taken, it's a great drive from him, a, a fantastic <laughs> drive, and he's done exactly what I expected, just put it right up onto the green, um, and then he's been layup shot, and yeah, I really enjoyed that shot. <laughs> your thoughts on the team, mate? Uh, I'll use the word again twice already in this pod, sorry, but uh, underwhelmed. Uh, I looked at the squad and I thought, God, that looks a really, really slow team if we're going to try and hit them on the break. Um, surprised to not see Ramsey, but after I'm not coming on tonight, I think there's obviously a fitness issue there because I can't think of any other reason why he wouldn't have started or at least appeared. Um, I'm not like Ali. I don't think Aribo should have started tonight because... I know I missed the, the reaction pod, but I think Joe Aribo is lucky to wear a Rangers shirt again after his performance on Sunday. I thought his attitude was shocking. So, yeah, he can sit on the bench tonight. I was glad he was on the bench. But, yeah, underwhelmed by the starting lineup. But then when I looked at the bench, I was kind of underwhelmed as well, Carly. So I think that's kind of where all our heads are at at the moment. Yeah, I was... Obviously, I called for Lowry. Obviously, it was confirmed after we done a pod, as things are usually done in the podcast world, that Lowry is out just now with a knock. But for that kind of game, I didn't see... I I didn't see the... The the pros of it outweighed the negatives for me, and I think it would have been worth the risk. But obviously, Gio's decided to go with the team that that he... that he chose. Uh, so we will jump into the game. Both teams were looking to counter pretty much from the start. A bit of a frantic first five minutes or so. Rangers had the best chance early on. Uh, a chip ball to Kent. It was just a wee bit too high for him to control and bring it down to get the shot away. Sakala then kind of sm- kind of snatches at the, the shot that he had. Uh, but Kent was looking lively. Uh, he made a drive forward just after that. A bit of a step over, a drop of the shoulder. Gets him breaking forward. Slipped in Arfield who hits the first man with his cross. But again, it was um, it was looking like Kent was going to be our man tonight. It looked like very early on. It looked like he was very aware that he's the only one with real. The, the, so you say Ali unlocks doors. Is that what you say? That you kind of unlocks doors. That's I think what, what we all expected from Ryan Kent tonight. But he became more and more isolated as the as the game went on. Um, first time we see Sakala getting put in behind um, he actually wins as a corner which was promising for me because I thought okay we're going to alter the approach that we have going forward and Rangers then do uh, what we do and waste a, waste a corner for the second time in 14 minutes um, Ali it was a decent a decent opening 15 minutes and it was clear to see that both teams were pretty evenly matched at this point I think the out ball for us was going to be Sakala over the top so and especially up against that Carmo, was that as Carmo was the yeah. defender that Sakala was up for? So the the early signs for me, mate. I was thinking, okay, we might get a bit of joy here. I thought we were positive. I thought it was positive the first fifty minutes. Like you say, I'd probably say it was quite even, but I, I was, yeah, I was positive in terms of what Rangers at that point won a few set pieces. But I mean, see, when you get set pieces in these games, you've you've got to make them count. And asked, uh, there's no point in us getting a set piece at the moment because we waste it. If one, well, you'll come on to one in the second half, Carney, which I th- we th- thought we did actually not too bad with. But mm-hmm. the ones in the first half, particularly that first 15, 20 minutes, I think I counted to get three set pieces, two corners and a free kick, I think, and absolutely wasted them. 
What is the point? Surely there's somebody else in that park that can take a free kick other than James Tavernier. I know we can put out in the money sometimes, but night one out of ten isn't good enough. And um, no. yeah, I, I, but like I say, I, I thought yeah, the first fifteen minutes it was positive. Um, Ryan Kent's the outball, Sakala, he's raw up there, but the set pieces frustrated me. They really frustrated me because you don't, you're not going to get many chances over there, and you need to make one of them count. And I just thought. Absolute waste at times. Yeah, Scotia, 19 minutes we got a free kick as well in a good area out in the left-hand side and that's what Ali's talking about for the third time in a row. We've got a chance to put a ball into a dangerous area and we don't, we make an arse of it. So, I suppose the warning signs were there early on that set pieces weren't maybe going to be our, um, our way of getting a goal tonight. <laughs> they've been there all season. In fact, they've been there for a couple of years. That we don't really, it's very occasionally we, we do these master classes of set pieces. It's frustrating really because they give you that ideal, optimal opportunity to kind of do something and test the other team's players. Because see, up until then, I thought Rangers were just slightly the better team. Had more of the ball going up the, up the top. I mean, Sakala had played a Sakala's touch was really, really poor at times. But what, what I was thinking about that is... See, when Morelos first came in, Morelos's touch at times was just as bad as that. So I was like, I kind of had that in my back of mind because I know if I, if, see, if I was in the stadium, I would have probably been up screaming at him. But I took a wee step back and was like, no, right, I, I get you. You are raw, but it was frustrating. Um, but I thought we were we, we were playing pretty well up to point. The, the set pieces were poor, though, um, for us attacking-wise. Um, but like I say, that's been something that we've been like all season, really. Yeah. Ryan Braga looked quite quick on the break. Uh, we were nearly cut out a couple of times with a kind of ball over the top. Uh, Goldson in particular didn't cover so much glory with a few of them. Uh, I thought Bashi was doing his best to sweep up as much as he possibly could at the back. And uh, But even then, even saying that, after that, Kamara's taken out at one point we are breaking forward and it leads to that defender getting booked and you're thinking, right, OK, there's definitely going to be some form of joy here, but we are... Well, we're going to get a chance to, to come forward, but it, it really takes us up to kind of 20, just after the 23rd minute, mate, at this point, and we still haven't really done anything, though. No, it was quite like, <clears throat> I wouldn't say we were out of traps, I wouldn't go that far as, as it was at the game on Sunday, but we started well. It's the start you wanted, away from home in Europe, you want to see them hold on to the ball and have look where it looks as if they've got a bit of intent to go forward which they certainly did not do for the rest of the game. But yeah, we started well. You're always going to get you're always going to get caught out, but I got a quality opposition, so that you're always going to get caught out if you're trying to break away like that. But I, I was. <laughs> I turned to my dad, like in the first, I think it was 10, 15 minutes, as you're all saying, and I said, look at this, look at the hunger, and look how direct we are with this ball. What, what is this with Rangers in Europe? Why do we just do this in Europe and that's not there against St. Martin or whoever? And yeah, we did start well, but um, it just, I, I, I'm convinced it's this mentality thing with them. I'm convinced that they just, they can't sustain it and there's a confidence issue. And as soon as, as, soon as Braga started kind of settling into the game, basically the end for us, it really just felt at the end. From then on, Braga did pretty much take control of the rest of the half, I think, at this point. And we kind of ran out of ideas 
However, I think there's a number of things to go with that. I don't think we are altering our play half as much as we should be when Alfredo Morelos isn't there. We continue to do the same same thing, expecting Alfredo to be there. Whether Gio's trying to prove a point, I don't know, but it's, it doesn't work. It clearly doesn't work. And Zakala is not the type of player to play with his back to goal. Everybody knows that. We know that. And we are not exactly football coaches. So... The frustration started to build um, for me from here on in. Uh, Braga should be ahead on 24 minutes. A ball deep to the back post, cut back into the box. Rangers hit the panic button in defence. Uh, Golchan does do well to get a touch on it, but he doesn't really get enough on it. Falls to the Braga player who strikes a curling shot off the post. One minute after that, it's Braga 1-0, or so we thought. Rangers were very lucky to survive this one. A VAR check reveals it's a free kick to... Rangers uh, as Jack is filled in the build up to the goal uh, but again just bomb scare defending and the second 15 of the um, of the half is definitely more promising for Braga and they were putting pressure on our defence which was causing all sorts of panic Kent did get a chance to break um, takes a touch uh, but he's kind of two on one he's kind of left up there on his own and Braga do well to get away with it and then the best move from Rangers lose to Sakala with a chance to get a decent shot on target, um, but he smashes the ball well over the bar, really had to do do better with that one. And yes, I was just going to say I wasn't going to be too negative. I am now going to be negative. I am sorry. It is Braga 1 Rangers now. Um, not a particularly good ball into the bo- centre of the box. Bassey and Kent both kind of lose their man, um, allowing the, the cross to come over. Balogun makes a, I've got no better phrase apart from saying a hooring arse of it to try and clear it. The boys got enough time uh, to take a touch and to call the ball past McGregor. It is a decent finish, uh, and it, it makes it 1-0. Ali, this is a defence that has more fear than me when I've got a hangover from hell, a lack of conviction in anything that it's doing right now. And if I'm going to be honest, mate, it looks like they just don't speak to each other. Utter panic stations. See when that boy hit, you're the, the first one you talked to and the boy hit the post. Utter panic stations for there. It's, I don't know what happened, it's just fall apart, Rangers. They don't know who each other are, look like they never played with each other. I said to Tommy at 38 minutes, whatever it was, I says, no chance we are getting in at half time at 0-0. They will score. And everyone knew it was coming, but it's just a calamity. Every goal we concede at the moment, you, can't, you there's not many goals you turn around these days and go, that oh, was a great goal by that team. The cut is open well, it was a great strike by the boy. There's faults in it all the, all the time, you and like you say, that boy getting space in between um, Bassi and, I don't know who else it was, Balogun swiping it. Boy finishes it well, but it was shocking. And Braga deserved it, you have to say. They deserved to be 1-0 up at half-time because, I mean, the goal that got ruled out for VAR, I was raging. I went for a slash at that point, came back and seen VAR was up and went, oh, what's going on here? <laughs> but um, it was... Uh, we can't really deserve that first half. And it's it's the same bloody movie, Carney, I've watched all season with Rangers at the back. All at sea and um, absolute bomb scare. The whole back four and the keeper at points as well, but just not good enough. Yeah, for, for once, though, there's not much I can put on Alan McGregor on this one. It's not as if I'm not blaming him for that. No. no, of course, mate. No, yeah. I know you're not. Uh, of course you're not. Uh, I, obviously, you can't come for that. But it, it's just... 
the fundamentals of defending just seem to completely... And it's after, as you say, mate, that first attack when they hit the post. From then on in, the confidence yeah. is completely gone. They just don't have the confidence that they're going to be able to deal with any form of attack coming forward. And there's a problem here. And it's it's very clear for all of us to see. And I say, I don't really know what the what the fix for it is. Scotia, yeah, it's... Um, we are in the quarterfinal of the Europa League. This is a decent team. There is no doubt about it. They are very good on the break. Uh, a lot of a lot of talented players within that team. I don't think there's any great doubt about it. However, if you're going to defend like that, you're not. You don't give yourself any any chance at all. No, not at all. And, and let in fact, let's take the kind of the three things: the goal, the goal that was off for VAR, and then the shot that hit the yeah, crossbar and Kenny won. <laughs> yeah. Because for the first one that they hit the post by, I thought Goldson was pretty poor that he decided, no, I'm wanting to leave it. He said leave it and then the boy was at the back post and then we were poor defensively again. But that comes back to what we've been saying all the time, that McGregor was rooted to his line. Whereas if McGregor had come out for that, then doesn't do that. And like I think it was what, about two or three months ago we said that that defence and the goalkeeper don't have confidence in each other. And that's where it kind of comes from with Cole. McGregor comes from that, gets that one. I thought the, the really poor defensively one was the one that they got chopped off for VAR. I thought we were all over yeah. the place. Kamara was pretty, Kamara was really bad at this point, just sort of standing, going, oh, there's a ball, there's a ball, and then <laughs> their goal, I think. The, the, the goal that he scored, I mean, Abel Ruiz sticks it away pretty nicely, but like you said, it was a combination of Kent and, and Bassey out on the left, and then Balogun. Don't know what Balogun's doing, and what I would say as well is that see by that point I think um, their manager had switched the wee boy Kuto a wee bit further over to kind of nullify what Kent was doing, and that was making Kent play an awful lot deeper, and it kind of that, that really worked for them. I thought it did, yeah, it did really work for them. I mentioned that earlier, mate. I thought Kent, he didn't. I don't think he fell out the game. He just he, they knew he was a danger man. He's a danger guy. Sakala. He, he's gonna he's gonna hit maybe one in ten that will that will do anything like one attack in ten that might lead to something. Uh, so they, they did identify that, and I I, I kind of felt for Ryan Kent tonight. Um, I probably got slaughtered for defending Ryan Kent, but I did. I kind of felt for him. I thought there's not much more he can do. Um, he needs support. There's no doubt about it. Ryan, your thoughts on the goal, mate? It's the one thing Rangers have been doing consistently all season. It's just. A horror show of a goal again. Uh, Celtic away, Celtic at home, Aberdeen at home, Hibs at Hamden. These goals, it's the consistent thing they've done all season. And as we've already discussed, it's unbelievable that this is the same, pretty much the same defence of the back four that conceded what it's four goals all season last season. It's it's unbelievable. There is no, there's nobody taking ownership. When the ball's bouncing about in the, the middle and one-twos are getting played in it and it's there to be won, there's nobody willing to just go forward, take ownership and clear that ball. Everybody's waiting on each other do, doing that and nobody's doing it and, and it's a consistent theme throughout the team. That's not just at the back defensively, that's going forward as well. Because we've not got Alfredo Morelos does not mean our season is over. Yes, you're thinking that now, but you know what I mean? In theory, mm-hmm. it shouldn't just be a case of, oh, what do we do now? And I hate I hate doing this because he's gone and I'm not sobbing into my, my pillow about him. But Gerard used to say, if Morelos is out, somebody needs to step up and get their numbers up. 
and that is what players are not doing at the moment. And I know I'm bouncing for defence to attack here, but it's just a theme throughout the team. Nobody's taking ownership throughout that team, and that's that goal is just a carbon copy of pretty much every goal we concede this season, domestically and European. It's just so frustrating to watch. You can just see the belief and everything of the whole team just falling out them, like completely Panic. falling out them. There's nobody wanting to, nobody wanting to to do it anymore. I, it's definitely all down to mentality now for me. Um, it really is how much do you want it and how much do you not. And uh, I, I look, Braga are a good team again. I, I I don't want to take away from Braga. They are a very good team. Very good, maybe a bit harsh. They're a good team. They're not better than Dortmund, in my personal opinion. Um, but the, to 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 see the team just kind of yeah, just this half-assed look that it seems to be just now, uh, it's just very frustrating to watch. And I think that all it all it's all been accumulating, and that's why tonight that I wasn't really feeling like this is such a massive occasion. When it is, it's such a huge occasion. But I could not bring myself up to up to to be up for it. I, I really couldn't. And yeah, that that first half in particular, I was just like, wow. I didn't know. I didn't understand the team choice. I didn't understand the continuing to play when play like Alfredo's there when he isn't. I, I, it's just one of those things that frustrates me. You're not telling me that these players cannot adapt to play a different system. Of course they can, and it would throw a spanner in the works for Braga as well because they've prepared for the way that we always play. So yeah, it's just very very frustrating to watch. So it was half time one now. Um, as I say, just a defense a defense that couldn't collectively keep a keep a fire door closed. Wasteful in possession so many times, nothing from any set piece we had. Scott Arfield was completely anonymous after about ten minutes and Kamara really had to do more in the role that he had. Um I think that's pretty fair. And then into the second half, Ali, there's no changes made at the start of the half. I mean, is he watching the same game as we are? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why football managers seem to think oh they played utter garbage the first half, so we'll give them 10 minutes of the second half to try and do something when they're fucking not going to do it. And, um, me and Tommy was watching the game with me, and it, both of us said, the two players you mentioned there, Carney, would have taken him off and I would have brought Aribo on and Aaron Ramsey on. Because Arfield ran about a bit down the right-hand side, but really offered nothing, Arfield. Um, and Kamara, like you say, Played a wee bit further forward, looked lost there to be honest. I thought he was better when Jack came off and he kind of slotted back a wee bit. Um, wasn't he great, but he was better. But um, yeah, we all, I mean, we all we all know what it's it's mad how we can see it, but I'm a football manager can't. But like I say, it's it's the same old story of we'll give them a 10 15 minutes of second half to see if something happens, and nine times out of ten, it doesn't. And then he makes the changes, mm. and you go, well, "Why do you not do that half time?" So, it's... yeah, you you can sum up the start of Rangers half, and I actually put it in the group chat eh, as evidence. Sidey, sidey, passy, passy, back to Alan McGregor. Sidey, sidey, passy, passy, lose possession. That literally summed up the first ten minutes of the second half. It was like Rangers. Sunday. We, it was like Sunday. Yeah, yeah. We had nothing. We had nothing to play out to. We had nothing to go on. It was. Why it took him that long, I've got no idea to, to decide to, to make changes. But the start of the half, Scotia, it didn't really fill me with the confidence or the fire that I thought, right, Rangers, you're up for this and you want to go for it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I wasn't, and I wasn't watching the group chat because I've, I've got a wee bit of a delay in the BT Sport round at mine, so I didn't want to get any surprises. We used texting it, so um, I didn't see that at the time. But no, I was, I was the same. I was looking at it and goes, this is really poor. What are we doing? I mean, for like. For, 
seven or eight minutes. We were just I knock it about side to side, back to Goldson, back to Balogun, back to Jack, back to Arfield came down, and then oh no, it's back to McGregor, and then Bassey had a wee bit of a bomb scare moment at one point where he decided, oh I'm going to try something, and then nearly completely lost the plot. But it was it was really frustrating, and perhaps to play slight devil advocate in the the substitution thing. I mean, how many managers actually always do make subs at half time? I mean, we've seen loads and loads of managers comes and go, come and go that they don't make changes. And quite recently, I've heard a few of them come out and say, I, "If I make they make changes and it all goes wrong, then you'll moan at me as as well." It's, we we've got the benefit of being these armchair managers that we are, and we can sit and <laughs> think that we can all see it. They are the ones in the job. They've they've been in jobs before. We're not so. It's a diff- I, I get where these are all come from and I'm probably more in agreement with that side of things but let's be fair, these are the managers that they've got these decisions to make Yeah, Ryan it got towards the hour mark um, Sakala looked clueless he didn't know whether he was meant to come short whether he was going to go long he literally had no idea there was a point he was ended up in the same same batch of the pitch that other players were in and it was just not working in any way shape or form and then just before the substitutions there was actually the camera was a wee bit zoomed out and we had possession, I think Lundstrom had possession, and every single Rangers player, I mean, every one of them, was standing still, completely standing still, no movement at all, it was like a freeze frame. It led to to Gio's subs. Um, I'll go on to the subs, mate. Did you agree with the changes that you made? Yeah, I did, yeah. I think they were, maybe not personnel. I would have brought Ramsey on, but that, like I said at the beginning of the board, I think that's maybe because he's not been fit that he's not been brought on. I would definitely have brought a rebo on. Arfield, for me, Arfield always goes through these cycles of disappears, everybody forgets he plays for Rangers, comes back, hits a bit of form, scores some goals. We think, God, we need to give Arfield a new contract, then falls off the face of the earth. That is why Arfield is playing with us and not down south. It's what he's always done. He's always been in and out of the team. And also a game like that where he's playing on the right attacking midfieldy sidey wingy kind of position, whatever it was he was meant to be playing. He's no link up. Morelos isn't there for him to link up with. Tav is, was Tav was isolated quite a bit tonight. He was playing quite defensive. Arfield likes to break the lines and he, he wasn't getting the opportunity to break the lines, so he was pretty much useless at every every opportunity tonight. So yeah, I agreed with the subs. I think they were right. Sakala, I think it was McCoy said in the first half, that's your out ball. The ball over the top for Sakala, he was beating that man for pace in the first 15, 20 minutes, and I totally agreed with him. I think they worked that out. I think they could see Sakala had a bit of pace and just cancelled the long ball, and we just didn't know what else to do to get that ball to him. And I totally agree. I think Sakala was just like, did not know what he was doing. He didn't know where to draw, but I looked for the ball over the top, and it was just... We look clueless. We've got this plan A is getting the balls out wide and we just look clueless if it isn't working. And it's it must be very easy for a manager to set up his team against because that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, same for me. Uh, Ali, when Jack came off, he didn't look very happy about it. Uh, I think you could see that he was pretty frustrated. And if I'm going to be honest, mate, I know you said Kamara played slightly better and I don't want to bash players. Um, I was shocked that Kamara stayed on that pitch. Uh, he gave the ball away I don't know how many times. And for the formation that we went, we then fell into, we just left a massive hole in our kind of defensive central mid area. So 
did they have a wee bit of a right to be a bit like, why am I coming off here? Yeah, I don't think he was great, Jack. If I'm being honest, I know he's your. No, I don't think he was. I, I think he was. I, be- I, no, mate, I think he was better than Kamara, though. And I, I'm, I mean, please disagree yeah. me if you think I'm being too harsh. Like, no, I, I don't think Kamara playing slightly further forward was great. I. I, like I said earlier on, I do think he was better when he sat slightly deeper when Jack went off. I do think he was better. Um, Kamara, I mean, Jack coming off, I didn't look happy at all, Jack. He's the one guy, though, will give a bit of control in the middle of the park. To me, if you're taking Jack off, Steve Davis was on the bench tonight, wasn't he? Why, mm-hmm. yeah. why not bring Steve Davis on for a bit of control and to tell folk what to do? We seem to don't, we don't have any leaders that take responsibility and tell folk a Barry Ferguson, a Steve Davis, something to Ryan Jack, you do this, you don't have it. I think Tommy said other night, so like a team of individuals playing for themselves at times, and it kind of is, to be honest, because nobody wants responsibility, and we've not enough leaders in that park, but he didn't look happy, Ryan Jack, and it's not a good sign when you see players, I know he's angry, but it's not a good sign when he kind of really didn't look at the manager at all, so... Do you Slightly think? That. Oh, sorry to jump in, Ali. What do you do? You think when I was watching that Ryan Jack coming off, and it felt as if he was walking up to Geo in slow motion, and Geo had his hand out, and I thought, God, this is awkward. Oh, because I, I thought Ryan Jack, I thought yeah. Ryan Jack was going to walk past him, and I genuinely believe that he only hit his hand just for show because it was one of those ones he was just like, yeah. whatever. I don't I think, think he so. wanted to give him the hand. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. agree. That's quite yeah, worrying. I, agree, I think. Mate. I think that's quite yeah. worrying. Well, it's the first first time I kind of looked at, and Gio doesn't often go and sit down either. Gio stands on the touchline quite a lot, and tonight, when the camera went to him a few times, he was sitting down, and I'm like, there's definitely problems here, uh, and it yeah. probably goes a lot deeper than us just sitting criticising a pretty poor performance. Um, in the last 20 minutes, we got a golden opportunity. Um, Golden has... Uh, all the time in the world at the back post from a corner. Uh, Braga stop as they think they're getting a free kick. Um, but it really, Scotia, it sums up our night pretty perfectly. That I'm not saying he should have scored it because he is quite a distance out, but his feet are planted. They could have put a good bit of power behind it and it just goes wide. And at that point, I just honestly, I just went, there's just no chance of this happening. <laughs> Uh, it's the amount of time he had for it as well because it just it was like so free and then when I seen that it was Goldson I was like no because I've, I've seen Goldson head the balls from corners before and they, they can ping anywhere for Goldson so I was really hoping that it was Balogun oh, no, in fact Balogun had been off went off at this point so he was really the only one we had um, on the pitch but it was pish poor to be honest I mean that should be really hitting the target yeah Ali were you screaming Got to bail. <laughs> yeah, I was, but I, I, I don't know if Goldson thought the boy that went down, and that was never a free kick. I don't know if he thought no. the boy that went down, he was maybe going to blow for a free kick. But so you shouldn't do that. Hearted. Well, yeah, you well, shouldn't. Scotia, I agree. You play, play to the whistle. whistle but, play to the well, whistle. <laughs> you told that yeah, when you're four year old. <laughs> yeah, well, find out down there, right? Sorry. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. You play it, you play it the whistle. Um, but like, like Scotia says, how many times have we seen balls come into the box and Connor Goldson with his head balloons him over and scores now and again Goldson, but he, he's got to hit the target. He's got to hit it, but kind of summed us up tonight, to be honest. Yeah, we do start using our assets from this point on, Ryan. We start getting Tavernier up the pitch a wee bit. The, diff- the subs did make some difference. However, I think 
Braga also decided to just try and hold on to what they had, so they were less likely to try and come out as much and probably trying to catch us on the break. They did break a couple of times. There's two brothers that play for them. I heard the commentator saying that. No idea. What's their name, Scotia? You tell me. Horta. It's a Horta. Yeah, Ricardo and Andrew. Andre Horta, yeah. Horta. So they did a good ball in cup play, uh, to be fair to them, um, running up. And it eventually led to a shot from distance from McGregor. But we did start using... Um, did I say a shot or a save by McGregor? A save by McGregor. Yeah. I think I said shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Go. I'm tired, man. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so I, as I say, at this point, we did. We started to get a bit of luck up the pitch. And it, I, it, in my head, I'm just going, this is... And I'm, I know I'm sounding so negative. I'm just like, this is all too little, too late, Rangers. This pressure should have been on from the start of the half. And it wasn't. Uh, so it, we huffed and puffed again, but we didn't really... Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. That keeper didn't make a save. Not really. We didn't get the we didn't get the lock of the ball a couple of times. The, the kind of run of the ball a few times. They were quite dodgy and trying to clear it, mate. But it just had a feeling to me, especially after that golden header, that it was never going to happen. And I was kind of I was right, I suppose. Just I don't think that I, I you're being just say you're being harsh on yourself, saying you're being negative. I think you're. <laughs> You're overselling Rangers. I don't think they huffed and puffed. I think they huffed. I genuinely don't think they got to the puff stage because I've never seen a team be able to attack and get to the get to almost the corner flag and work the ball back to the halfway line. Uh-huh. I've never seen it. They do it so many times. It's it's like the cross isn't on. Play it back the way to the centre half, eh, to the centre mid. He'll play it to the centre half, and then we get just get pushed out. It happens so many times and. I'd, I thought we just started attacking on the 89th minute, like actually mm-hmm. with an intent of trying to, to score a goal. I know Ruth had a, a couple of, there weren't chances, but you know, they're just wee things, maybe the ball didn't fall to us, but what minutes were they on? We just weren't, we weren't at it. We, we just didn't look as if we had any intent. And again, again, I think Rangers are very easy to play against. All we want to do is get the ball to Tavernier or Barisic or Bassi and swing the ball in. And you can let us do it all day because there is no there's no quality in our crosses anymore. Yeah, yeah, I, I agreed. As I say, I think from what I can remember, Tav put in one good one, I think, tonight. And then I think the other one was from Ryan Jack, the one that Golden actually knocked it down to Bassey. And Bassey got the I don't was it no, it wouldn't have been Ryan Jack, he'd have been off at that point. I don't know. But Bassey gets his shot away. Um Bassey gets his shot away, but it's blocked. Goldson uh, did Goldson not put a good cross in? He won the foul, so that they should have been down to ten men, but it was on eighty-seven minutes. They should have been down to ten men. That's a that's oh, a second. Uh, that's a hundred percent. That's a second. But however, that's going to have very. I think it would have had very little outcome on the game at, at that stage. Uh, so there was only three minutes of added on time, and that's it. Look, Ali, I'm going to try and. I'm, I know, maybe I'm being too harsh myself, but I'm going to try and be positive. Um, we can definitely play better football than that. I hope they will click into some form and maybe start showing a wee bit of belief in themselves. Maybe have a conversation with themselves uh, about just what's at stake here. It is only 1-0, mate. Um, if we win and we do the business on Sunday, then Ibrooks will be rocking. Yeah, I... 
not that I was disappointed in Braga because I'm not a Braga fan, but um, if I was a Braga fan, I would have been disappointed in them because I think they've let us off the hook big time tonight, Braga. I, I, if I was them, I'd be smelling blood against us and I would have went and killed us off tonight because I think they could have killed us off tonight. And they didn't. They did what Celtic did on Sunday. They went, have the ball, Rangers, because we know you're going to do absolutely hee-haw with it. And we <laughs> did nothing with it. But I was surprised they didn't go in for the kill. I really was, because like you say, Carney, and like I said at the beginning, the tie's wide open. Go back to Ibrox, we've got all us 50,000 pairs behind them. You'd like, to, well, you'd like to think it'll put us firework up their arse, but God knows what will. But... Um, They've got a chance, Rangers, against a Braga team who are, yeah, they're a good team, but we've played better teams in Braga, let's be honest about it. Um, I didn't think McGregor, wasn't many big saves he had to make tonight, I don't remember. Mm. But we've got to do more. We had zero shots on target tonight, which is pathetic. Yet again, a powder puff up front, like Ryan says, we're predictable, we're easy to play against, teams know how to play against us, so... Yeah, but the only positive I'll say is we're still in it. It gives us something to go with Ibrox. We've all paid a 48 quid, whatever it is, for next week. So at least we're <laughs> still in the tie and we can get Ibrox rocking for next week because Rangers have got a week and a half to save their season because in a week and a half's time, the season could be completely done. Um, and the way they're playing at the moment, I think it could be done if I'm being bloody honest about it. So I've turned a positive into a negative. There, yes, <laughs> super. It's just the way you like to do a podcast. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, no, mate, look, you're right. There's, yeah, I think that's probably what's nagging at everybody at the back of everybody's brain right now, mate, is that, is that this could all just go seriously wrong. And I was expecting more of a performance and we didn't get it tonight. We just didn't. Scotia, your final thoughts of tonight, mate? Yeah, I mean, like Ali says there, overall, overall, in terms of the result and where we're, where we're sitting at half time, let's face it, one nil down, we can we can go out and we can, we can turn this around. The, the concern I have, I'm going to do an Ali here and turn it into a wee bit of a negative. <coughs> excuse me, but um, I think um, Gio's kind of shot himself in the foot by being so rigid in his selection in domestic games at times that giving players a rest here and there would have helped us leading up to this, maybe not even putting Hellander in the Europa squad when the, the change was allowed in the first place, means that like, Balogun's always going to have to play in there so that gives me a wee bit of worry that he's kind of, there's been times that we could have changed it up to get your likes of Sakala and Roof on the field together before now and it's just it seems like it's coming bite, coming back to bite us in the arse a wee bit so that's my only concern but I, I'm, I'm still feeling, well confidence the wrong word but Still feel we're in with a half decent chance of progressing into the semi finals. Yeah, well, we are. That's, just, that's what I mean. We are. And it's, it's always raw straight after full time and after kind of sitting watching that. But um, yeah, I, I, I might feel I might feel better about it tomorrow. Who knows? Uh, Ryan, your final thoughts of tonight, mate? Um, pretty much as I expected. I'll be honest with you. I think this team are on their arse. And I'm being completely honest. I think they're on their arse. And I, I think they get the guys make a good point. I think Rangers can definitely turn the tie around, but they can also shit the bed in the same night. I think they can go up one 0 next Thursday and get beat two or three one. I think that's where they're at. I just think the mentality is not there. I think the confidence isn't there. I think there's a disconnection between 
the management and the players, and I think there's not a plan B, and they are all huge concerns of mine for the rest of the season. Uh, sorry, it's a complete negative from me. There's not a positive to a negative. I just that's how I see it. That's how I see this team, and I don't think they have the mentality to put a smile on their faces. And I really, really want to be proven so wrong, and I really want them to stick up me. Yeah, I um, the the glass the glass half full man that I, I always try and tend to be is slowly getting suppressed, man, by everything else right now. It's like, Ali and Scotia are really the only two that get to see me when I am like full-blown furious, and it's usually at halftime in a game. And that's when they'll see that I, I can, the, the, kind of, the glass half-full guy kind of disappears, and it's just rage for about five, for about a couple of minutes, and then I eventually come back around to thinking, well, you never know if we do this, we do that, but... Uh, Tonight, it's just it does just doesn't fill me with confidence. It really doesn't, and the the sheer lack of adapting to not having Alfredo Morelos is just a real concern. Because if we continue to do that for the rest of the season, we'll not only go out of Europe, as Ali said, we'll be out of everything. Uh, we, we really will, no doubt about it. Look, not the most positive a podcast tonight, but it's just the way we're feeling, and we'll always be honest on this podcast. That is for sure. Ali, thanks very much for your time, mate. You can go to bed now. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I'm in my bed, but like we say, we're still in it, so still in keep it. our chins up. Yeah, Scotia, cheers, man. Where is my Haji? Didn't keep you up. Didn't keep you up. So I Scotia, did you see the size of his legs? By the way, uh, needs no, to bulk them up. No, I've not seen his post. No, I've not seen the post. No. Yeah, cheers, Garney. No worries, mate. Uh, Ryan, thanks very much, man. Cheers, boys. That's exactly what I needed. I'm under pressure at work and having a stressful week, so that's exactly what I needed today, just to bring myself down to another level. Yes, yeah, so, just good old Rangers always doing you right, mate. That's that's the way it is. Uh, so yes, uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, as always, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the videos. If you listen to us on Spotify, you can give us a wee five star rating on there. That would be much appreciated. We will be back uh, tomorrow night. I think we'll be live tomorrow night for a club preview as we build up to the game against St Mirren on Sunday, and hopefully a bit more of a positive podcast than the the last few have been, that is for sure. Uh, so not the best performance, but if Rangers get the business done on Sunday, I'm sure Ibrox will be rocking for the return leg. We are still in it, but the players need to buck up their ideas and soon. So thank you for tuning in. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everyone. Mm-hmm.